This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and I'm joined yet again by betting journalist Sean Calvert. It's the men's single semi-final and the ladies' single semi-final at the US Open and we look ahead to what has been a crazy tournament coming to its conclusion over the weekend. Sean, how are you, sir? Great tournament from your end. I can see your Twitter's full of winners. Yeah, it's been... It's been good. I, I think I said at the start, some tournaments you get a feel for. US, I normally do. US, I normally do pretty well. Nice 6.4 winner, I think it was last night with Alcaraz to win uh, in five sets. So, that, so you know, you, you've doubled your money as far as, as far as my match bets are concerned this tournament, which, you know, you, you can't ask much more than that, can you? You, you? you take these good weeks when you these good fortnights, you know, when you can, because you never know when there's going to be a, a dodgy one around the corner. So, yeah, very happy. Uh, yeah, absolutely delighted, to be honest. It's it's funny, isn't it? I mean, you say you have great tournaments. This is a tournament that's never been good for me, and it's been terrible. I've had a terrible tournament. The matches I can't. You said get at the one. start, yeah, US I can't get. I haven't had a very good tournament at all in the matches, uh, and and uh, the only saving grace is that my pick to win it is Alcaraz, and obviously he's through to the semi-finals. And if he wins the tournament, which I, I'm hoping he does, I'll probably mm. just break level or just be slightly up. You know, it's I've had a decent bet on him at five to one, six to one. And um, yeah. if he wins it, then I'm flat. That's not a very good position to be in, I must admit. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's just, like I said, the US is, is normally good for me. The French is normally more of a struggle. So, you know, just you look at it sort of long term. You say you have good weeks and you have you have bad weeks and that's mm. that's it. Exactly. I always have a good, I always have a brilliant Wimbledon, a decent French, pretty average uh, Australian and a terrible US Open. That's pretty how much I've been for the last 20 odd years. But uh, <laughs> but Alcaraz, fingers crossed, he gets the job done and we end up winning uh, profit for both of us on the tournament and obviously for the podcast. I'm not going to brag about it, but I'm the last man standing on the outright tournament winner uh, with Alcaraz. Obviously, Berrettini yeah. was massively behind uh, against Casper, uh, who didn't get the job Shocking done. Shocking display. Shocking awful, display. awful, absolutely awful. I don't think I've seen him play that bad since he played. I think he played Federer in the in the Wimbledon quarterfinal once. Oh yeah, he was terrified that day. Terrible. He? he was terrible, and that was a similar kind. He of... was scared though, wasn't he, that day playing Federer on centre court at Wimbledon? I don't think he had that excuse against Rude. He just no. I think just he said awful. it was his worst worst performance of the tournament or something. We had a bit we'd of have a... to go. You'd have to go far to have found a worse one. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a glimmer of hope in that third set when he went into a, a break and he looked like five served, two up, yeah. served going well and then it just all fell apart. Anyway, let's have a look at the men's singles out right now in the semi-final stage. There's only four 
uh, players uh, remaining in the tournament. If you predicted these four, please let me know the lottery numbers this week because you've got to be some kind of judge to predict these four players remaining. Two of them you could have got, I think, but the other two. Well, I mean, harder. Let's okay. say. Okay. Well, two, one, one is is hard enough for me. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz <laughs> is now the even money favourite with Bet Rivers. Casper Rudd is at plus two sixty. Francis TFO is at four to one, and Karen Kalkanoff at plus six fifty. Alcaraz, we. We mentioned just before we filming, if, if someone had said to me at the start of the tournament that these would be the semi-finalists, these are the players left in it, and you can get even money on Alcaraz, you know what? I'd be snapping their hands off because I would have thought that that is a gift from God. But watching this tournament, watching the improvement from Rude and seeing Alcaraz come through two epic uh, five-setters back-to-back, uh, would you be a better or would you be a fader of Alcaraz at evens? Uh, neither. I think I think what I'd probably be looking for is is uh, a bigger price on Alcaraz to win it because, like I say, his, his his matches have been really swingy, haven't they? I mean, he's he's broken serve. I think thirty nine percent of the time this tournament, which is which is pretty massive for a hardcore tournament, isn't it? A, a quick hardcore tournament. Mm. So it's, it's so, but he hasn't he only held serve eighty percent of the time, you know. So his stats are great, but the, his matches have been very swingy. Uh, so I'd be I'd be looking I'd just be looking at maybe in in play I think with Alcaraz maybe you get a bigger price than what is he evens at the minute to win the tournament evens at the moment I think that's one yeah. of the best prices around evens so, you know, I don't think there's any plus money I think evens I wouldn't be backing that I'd be looking at something in play if he goes if he goes behind against TFO something like that well, um, this is where you're very different to me Sean because my mantra is don't be a moron stick moron have more on and I'm I'm going in again at evens I'm having more on okay this this I think that the, his name's on the trophy. It, well, I mean, if we look at, it, we said I said to you at the start of the tournament, didn't I? When, when we did this preview with James Blake, we could be in a situation where Casper Ruud is the world number one at the end of this tournament, and you weren't having it. Uh, <laughs> to, no, no, to be honest, I I didn't think it was going to happen either, but I, it, it it was a possibility, and it still is. But can you know, Casper Ruud is world number one. I just that doesn't sit right with me, really. No, no. Um, so it's either it's going to be either him or Alcaraz, isn't it? And you know, Alcaraz, if he does it, it'll be the as far as I'm aware, I'll be the first teenager to, to be world number one in the men's game. I think Leighton Hewitt's the, the youngest at the minute. He was just over 20, I think. But yeah, it's, it's it's looking decent for Carlos. But can he can he recover after that? After that, I mean, what time's he gone to bed? Five a.m. Well, he's, he's got to get up for his paper round before he, <laughs> early in the morning. I, I think he can afford to give that up now. <laughs> well, he's got to think, well, you know, he's, he's tough. You know, he's, he's got to get up and do his homework as well. So he's, he's got to get late to bed. But uh, an incredible performance last night. I mean, one of the best matches I've seen for a long, long time. Oh, great match. And it was a brilliant, brilliant match. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've spoken in the podcast about Sinner as well, his, his, his physicality. It looked good in the fifth set, but mentally. Definitely better. Man, mentally, he, was, he wasn't up to the challenge. Let's have a look at the women's draw. Not very good here for me. And none of my picks have made it through to the semifinals. Igor Shrontek is plus 138, the world number one. Caroline Garcia, who's been in absolutely exceptional form and shocked me with her performance against Corey Goff. She's plus 220. Uh, Sabalenka at four and Onjaba at plus 450. Uh, Caroline Garcia, I just mentioned her. I mean, I, she played. Best I've ever seen her play against Corey Goff. She did not allow Goff have any time on the ball. She hustled, she bustled, she didn't let the crowd fade, and she was. I mean, it was a, a contrast of player that I've from I've seen over the last few years. It was incredible performance. Sviontek, I still mm-hmm. still not convinced by Sviontek and uh, Sabalenka. If she can uh, eradicate her unforced errors, well, she'd be a powerhouse and win multiple majors. Um, if I was forced to have a bet now, if I was probably forced to have a bet, 
I'd probably bet Sabalenki, and I've been really yeah. impressed with her. I think uh, I think you have to at these prices. If someone says have a bet, and it's got to be one of these four, these prices, I, I think you have to just take a chance on Sabalenka. Hope she has a good day. Yeah, I mean she's um, she's playing Swantek. Swantek, we'll go on to that match at the end of the podcast. But she's trained three one in the head to head. But um, she's going to beat her. This is the kind of court she's going to going to beat the world number one in the pole, who obviously prefers the slower, fast courts. Let's have a look at the matches now. Then, okay, so men's semi final. We have the first game up. Uh, well, they haven't got the order to play yet, but it's going to be Alcaraz against Tiafoe. Let's talk about that game first. Alcaraz, mm. back-to-back five-set matches, 19 years of age. Someone sent me a text message this morning who's, who's bet Alcaraz and said he's a bit worried about him. I said, listen, when I was 19, I'd come in at 4 o'clock in the morning after 24 Stellas and yeah. Jaeger bombs. i play football at, at 9 o'clock, no problem. And I did it on a Saturday and a Sunday. Joking aside... It's a good point, out. to be fair, because... Yeah, it, you, you, you can do that at nineteen. You yeah, know, but, I, I, I mean, was similar. I wasn't. He wasn't in that. You wasn't in the. He's not a Grand Slam semi final. I mean, that, but that's the pressure he's on. But I, I, I do think if anybody can at nineteen, Alcaraz can. Yeah, I, you know, he's he's got the physicality. That's what I talked about before the um, the cinema match. That's why I fancied the three two to Alcaraz. I just thought he'd be the stronger player if it if it went really long and it went to a fifth set. And that luckily for me, that that proved to be the case. But you know, he has. It's it's. There's not a lot for him to really do after this US Open is that there's nothing that he, he can have his rest after the US Open if he wants one you know alright it's, it's not ideal if you're, a, if you're an Alcaraz backer and you, you know you watch him go these really long matches you, you, are, you are understandably a bit worried but I'd, and it may count slightly against him against this you know in Tierfield but he's got a little bit of time to recover and he, as I say he's not got a lot to do afterwards so he can he can just leave everything out there is, is the point and mm. I, I think he probably has got enough to, to get through well, he's minus 182 uh, with Bet Rivers. Uh, TFO is plus 155. The total mm. games is pitched at 39 and a half. I know that yesterday you, you predicted Alcaraz to win three sets to two. This has got to look about another long game to me. 39 and a half is minus 118 in the favourite. And the handicap, you can bet TFO plus two and a half at plus 102. And it's minus 124. Alcaraz minus two and a half games. The head-to-head, mm-hmm. if you're an Alcaraz backer, isn't looking good. It's 2-0 to TFO. One of them, though, was in the, an exhibition tournament uh, before Wimbledon, the, the hurling exhibition event where TFO... Oh, yeah, I didn't even have that on my sheet, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> six, four, I saw six, the one in, on clay. Yeah, one on clay, 6-4-7-6, which is a shock. That was in Barcelona on clay. He was um, very young then, though, wasn't he? He was, he was very new to the tour then, then Alcaraz. Yeah. But but that, that match does, does show you what TFO can do, and it was on clay, which might accentuate the point, if anything, but... You know, TFO can can rush him the same as he did against Nadal, and um, you know if Alcaraz comes out as he might, uh, you know, a step slow after these really long matches that he's had, and TFO is going to be absolutely pumped for this, isn't he? Um, I quite like the idea of backing TFO to win set one here. You'll get odds against probably around about five to four. I think that probably is for TFO to win the first set. I, th- I think that's probably the bet. I, you know, these match odds in semi-finals and finals that. They're a bit trappy. I'm not massively keen. I always look for different angles if I can, if I don't see any value in the, you know, the match odds. And I just think TFO to make a strong start, I think is probably a decent pick in that one. Yeah, um, I was looking at three sets to two, three sets to one hour crowds again, three one hour crowds to plus 325, three two is plus 450. Uh, Bet Rivers will have that first set on the website um, nearer the time of the of the match. Uh, total mm. games 39 and a half, as I said. And there's also a special that Bet Rivers have on total minutes in the game over 200.5 at minus 114 and under 200.5 at minus 114 as well. Um, given that Alcaraz has been involved in pretty much 
epic matches all the way through in the last few the, the last few rounds. Uh, that could make some appeal if you're looking for a prop. Um, set one TFO is plus one twenty five as you say f- uh, f- uh, five to four in English money. Um, the the other thing I was going to say, I mean, where do you think the crowd will be on this one? I know I know it's an American crowd and they're going to obviously root for TFO, but Alcaraz yeah. is a very popular player and he's gaining gaining momentum and, and stature as the tournament goes on, and everyone was pumped for him. Um, that's a, that's going to be an important fact to see how the crowd go in in our fresh yeah i, th- I think I, I think uh tfo will get the the vast majority of the support but there's a lot of spanish speaking mm. people in you know in new york and they're, they're gonna get probably not equally behind our grass but certainly equally enough to make it a really good atmosphere i would suggest um i think i think from tfo's point of view he's he's i think he said you know, the crowd has sort of carried him through this a little bit you know if this was a 250 in you know munich on the clay or something then we might have seen a or even someone like Winston Salem on the hard, we might have seen a very different Francis Tierfo, but it, it is what it is. And the fact is, he's the home the home kid. They all love him. They love his style of play. They love the way he kind of takes it to the big guys. And yeah, he, rightly, he's going to get a, a big support. But I think Alcaraz will also have have mm. enough backers to make it interesting. Yeah. So if I've pushed, pushed you for a play, um, let's play for Tierfo to win the first set. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to come out really, really fired up. And it wouldn't be any surprise to me to see Alcaraz start, you know, slightly slowly. Um, you know, he's got he's he's got that pressure. Again, we talk about pressure quite a bit, don't we? We talked about it before the Kyrgios match, and that worked in our favour, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think you know Alcaraz. He might, he's, he's now thinking, well, it could be world number one in a few days' time. You know, first ever teenager. He might, he might be thinking like that. He might not. But that aside, I think the fatigue factor might it might well see him start a little bit. A little bit slow now. I think that's decent value on TFO to, to start the better. Yeah, so TFO to win the first set is plus 125. I'm going to go for Alcaraz to win three sets to one, plus 325. Um, come on, come on, come on, Alcaraz. Get, get, save me, save me from this tournament. I need some saving and you're the, I'll, I'll put my faith in you to do it. Uh, the other um, semi-final looks a bit trappy as well. I mean, Casper Rudd is minus $2, um, being very impressive in his run through to the uh, semi-final. But Karim Kakanoff has equally been as pressive. And he's plus 165 with Bet Rivers. The handicap is a three-and-a-half game handicap in this match with Rudd at minus 103 and Kakanoff minus 120. And the games are pitched a little bit higher at 40-and-a-half with overs minus 113 and unders minus 108. They've met once before and Rudd did win that, not unsurprisingly, on clay. But Kakanoff yeah. is not a clay court player, but he managed to take a set off uh, Rude in Rome in 2020. Um, how do you see this one going? I think this is one way, you, you, again, you've got to look at the side markets. Um, again, the, the match odds, they don't, they don't really appeal to me. I don't fancy backing either player at those particular odds. Um, again, we're going to talk about pressure. You know, Casper Rude could be world number one, as we, as we went, mentioned before. Um, he's, he's not going to be not thinking about that. He's obviously got to be in the back of his mind some way. He's going to know he's a favourite against against Kishanov. I think the thing that's perhaps helped Rude um, in recent matches is just is the size of Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium Court, and he, he can just get re- he can return serve really deep uh, here because it's so big. You know yourself how much space there is on that mm. court. It's, it's just helped him um, against the, the bigger servers, and I think it'll probably help him today against Kishanov. That the, the flip side to that is that. He he's becomes a bit more vulnerable to the drop shot. So if you played Alcaraz, 
I'd, I'd be thinking Alcaraz can really expose that because, you know, Alcaraz has got a great drop shot. But players like Berrettini, Sharnoff, have they got the variety to, to expose a deep court position from, from Rude? I'm not so sure. Um, I think catching off power might take him some of the way. You know, if he serves brilliantly, I could see him winning the set. But I think this is, this is one of those matches where I think the, the three sets to one uh, comes into play. I think it has that sort of a feel about it to me. I think Rude will get it done probably in four. Yeah, three sets to one to Rude is plus 320. Uh, three nil is plus 265 and 460 for a three two. I know it's quite high, 40 and a half. But again, I, mm. I'd be a backer of over rather than under in this game. I feel this is going to be a few tie breaks, quite tight. Uh, Bet Rivers have a number of tie breaks in the match over one and a half at plus two ninety. Um, I did look be... at that actually. Shonov's only played one tie break the whole tournament. Really? Believe it or not? Yeah. Wow, the one against know. the one against Kyrgios. Wow. I, I thought him. I, I was surprised by that. Yeah, he's uh, only played that, that one. I thought that might be a little bit interesting. That over one and a half tie breaks, but um, that's what I looked at. As I, but he's he's actually got really good. Well, decent anyway, more than decent stats on return of serve this tournament. Sharnoff, that's why he's not played as many tie breaks. Um, so yeah, it does put me off a little bit the fact he's only played one tie break. But um, yeah, I give him a chance. I give him a chance. It's, this what's what's made me laugh. What's interesting here for me is that I don't know if it's a. It looks a little little, little bit of value, but the the games in this match in the uh, the 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 rude game. Is 40 mm. and a half, and the games in the Alcaraz are 39 and a half. So Bet Rivers is expecting the Rood game to be longer than the Alcaraz game, which, which is which is a fair point. But the total minutes of the match are five lower in the Rood game than they are in the Alcaraz game. Alcaraz is over 200.5. In this game, yeah. it's over 195.5. They're expecting not so many t- long games, but I think they're probably expecting quicker points because, yeah, with Kashanov, you know, going for it, winner. Or error, you know, whether Alcaraz obviously takes takes quite a bit longer uh, over his points, but um, yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the reason for that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just just surprising that there's five minutes lower that the games were, were one higher. But I think this is a long game. I probably play over the to, over the total games at forty and a half. Don't really like going into the forties and the total games, but this is a Grand Slam semi final. Both players are under huge pressure, and really set of going to be the, you know not only for a, a major final, but also bidding to be the world number one tennis player. And I think that comes with an added pressure. So I'm going to go for over 40 and a half. What, what would be your best bet here? The, the set bet? I'll take the three one. Yeah. I, th- I think it's when in these matches at semifinals, finals, unless it's a player that's been there and done it quite a few times, you know, your Nadal's and your Federer's and Djokovic's and what have you. Um, you just, you just don't know how the nerves are going to play out. That, that's what makes these really hard to, to, to do, to sort of start betting on the totals and, and all that sort of stuff, because it's, you know, Rude could Rude could just be he could freeze. He could he could he could really take a while to get going if he's if he starts letting the nerves get the better of him and starts thinking about this world number one thing and all the rest of it. Um, so I think that that makes it really tough. But I think the, I think so. You know, I'm going for a, a bigger reward, bigger prize for the you know the three one. Probably you probably would get about about three to one, about the three one. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so three one for Rude uh, for Sean, and I'm going to go for over forty and a half games, which probably we're both on the same. Sheet really coming up with a different angle. Uh, we're going to move quickly on to the women's. Um, Caroline Garcia is up against Angebur. Garcia is the favorite, minus 148. These games are will be they be today in America at seven o'clock this evening. Is Garcia Jabur. Um, Garcia minus 148. Angebur is plus 123. 
Uh, Anjabur, you bet with a two and a half game start at minus 113, and the totals are pitched at 21 and a half. Um, the head to head is 2 0 to Anjabur. She won the 2020 match at the Australian Open. Um, she won it quite easy, really. She lost the first set 6 1, but then she came through and won it pretty, pretty, pretty easily. And just to show you how. She beat her four times. Sorry, mate. She beat her four times in juniors as well, didn't she? What you've done your research better than me there. I, 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 yeah, she I, won, she's she's six nil in head in, in overalls if you include the four matches at Grand Slam Juniors, French and US and all that sort of stuff. They're, they're a little while ago though, so it perhaps doesn't it perhaps doesn't make that much difference. But it might it might be something that Caroline Garcia is thinking about. You know, play this play this skill six times and <laughs> I've beaten it yet, but um well, yeah, just just something to throw into the mix. Well, there. Definitely, I mean, I think head to heads are you know, they're hugely important. I know people would sort of poo-poo them and say they're not so important. What happened years ago? But I think it's a mental, massive mental thing if you know this players beat you six times and you beat mm. them in juniors. I think that's huge. But just to show you how different Caroline Garcia is to, to in, when they met at the twenty twenty Australian Open, Angebur was minus two dollars twenty, so she was four to nine to win that game. Today, yeah. she's done nothing wrong. Jabur has improved greatly since then. She got to the final of Wimbledon. She's into the semi-final of the US Open. She's been into, um, she's clearly the second best player this year on the consistency throughout the season behind Shriontek. And she's plus 123 to win this game. Now, I'm waiting for the old Caroline Garcia to turn up. The Caroline Garcia that I know. This isn't the Caroline Garcia. The one that I backed numerous times to win Grand Slams about seven or eight years ago and didn't really get anywhere, that one. We are waiting for the real (laughs) Caroline Garcia to turn up. And if she she gets involved in a tight game, then I feel that she could uh, show up. So for my betting here is I still think Jabir rates the value. And I still think I have this question mark in my head that the Cameron and Garcia can actually make a major final and actually produce the goods in this game. But I think if she gets off to a fast start like she did against Goff, she's so pumped at the moment and she's on a winning streak. But if this gets tight and it gets to one set all and it goes 2-2, then I will want to be with Jabir. I would want to mm. be with Jabir. But on the flip side to that, I thought Jabir sort of bombed it a little bit in the women's final against uh, Ribikina. I thought she she Rubikina didn't do that much great, but I thought Jabir didn't play at all well. So these are two players that I feel have got big, big temperament problems around them. And I think if you you have a bet on this, you, it should come with a, a public a wealth warning rather than a health warning because you you, you wouldn't trust either of these two. Um, let's go this on to the other. I try and avoid the blue team yeah, as much as I can. It, it, this is an important unpredictable. Jabir, if it's tight and we get to two two in the third. And you can still get Jabir at plus one ten. That's when I'll be pulling the trigger. But I won't be. I won't be playing this before then. In the other game, um, I might have a bet on this one. Uh, Shriontek is the favourite minus one ninety. Sabalenka is plus one sixty, and the uh, spread is three and a half um, with Zabalenka minus one twenty one. Uh, I love Zabalenka plus three and a half here. I mean, she has the capability of beating someone in a set six love or six one or, or, or absolutely pummeling them and getting her way um and Triontic has dropped sets in this tournament um she lost uh, she dropped the set in the last round against Pe- uh, in the Nemia in the in the last 16 uh, she struggled a little bit in the second set against Pegula um but she I feel that three and a half here is, is a little bit of um value getting with Sabalenka and I also think Sabalenka is worth a bet I mean she's only lost Two matches of her last 10 games, and they were against Corey Goff and Garcia. Uh, mm. And she's she's got to the semifinals that's in Cincinnati. She's, her form has got better and better and better. 
And we're talking about a woman here that was considered potentially a, a possible world number one uh, this time last year. She she has the game to win a major. She has the power to blow anyone off court. And on this surface, I think she can beat Svantec. And I think that uh, plus 160 is a big price of Malinka, but I really like the plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean, like you say, on on her day, she, she's got the power to beat pretty much anybody. Um, that's what makes some of these WGA matches so hard to call because sometimes it's 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 great Sabalenka, sometimes it's pretty awful Sabalenka. So you, you know, mm. you, you take a chance, don't you? Or you you want to? Obviously, she's got to show up, she's got to turn up. But you know, and I think she's certainly got got the got the game in her to beat with uh, Schwantek on this uh, surface. Yeah, definitely. The only problem for that, they played three times this year. And every single one has been won by Sviontek. Well, she beat sets. her last year, didn't she, in the WTA finals in, yep. in uh, Guadalajara on, on an indoor hard. Um, Clay wouldn't probably wouldn't expect her to win, but let's let's put it this way. I certainly wouldn't be, not that I would anyway, but if, if I was betting on this match, I certainly wouldn't be putting a, a whole host of money on uh, on the Sviontek as favour, that's for sure. It, it's just the manner of the defeats. I mean, she's got to be 6-2, 6-1, 6-2, 6-2. Oh, Clay. 6-3. You know, you do. You take that's that's the kind of player she is, though. She's she's either really good or, or not so good. So yeah, yeah. if she's on a day, you, you're hoping she's on her day. Obviously, she played brilliant in the first set yesterday against Pliskova. Absolute power tennis at its best, and she looked great. I think I think the gap between all these four these women's, I think they're they're all capable of beating anyone. So I feel that the getting with the outsiders, the underdogs, is is the best play in both of these games. But um, Jabir, for me, value to beat Garcia. And Sabalenka value to beat Strontek. I think it's been that kind of tournament. Anyone can beat anybody, especially in the women's draw. And mm. I feel that the value is with the outsiders. And that is the night game uh, in America uh, this evening. So they are the finals. What is the men's final going to be, Sean? And what is the women's final going to be? Who, who are you going to go for? You've thrown that one in on me unexpectedly. Um... Well, only, you've only got particular <laughs> winners of two matches. It's not like we're asking you at the second round stage. It's well, not, hard, you not know, hard. Come on. Some of them are WTA, though, so... You'll yeah, be that all makes, right. you, that you'll makes be, it doubly difficult. You do know these four players. You'll be all right. I, th- I think I think Rude will win, and I think Alcaraz will probably win, assuming he's not uh, assuming he's not too fatigued or injured potentially after that Sinner match. So I, I would have to go for the two favourites there if, if you're forcing me. Um, but the women's, I, I think I, I think I, this could be anything, couldn't it? I'll take the two underdogs because that's yeah. that's the way I that's the way I do it. Um, Sabalenka definitely could beat Swiatek. Um, definitely so yeah, could, let's, let's... definitely could. I like that. It definitely could. I suppose definitely could is not really a good phrase, is it? But um, possibly you know certain, I'm... possibly certain, possibly might do. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on the men's final. Uh, I'm going to agree on you both, Sean. I, I've I've done this podcast for you for, for almost a year now, and I'm, I'm I don't want to disagree with you much. And I agree with you. I'm going to go for uh, count on go... WTA. Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Rude and uh, Alcaraz, and I'm going to go for. Onjaba and Sabalenka is the final in the women's draw. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's been <laughs> the semi-final preview. Sean's uh, lost for words there on the on the, on the end of, it there <laughs> of my predictions. Uh, but let's go all the way. We're going to go for our crest. Cheer our crest on. Win for uh, for the win. You can follow myself and Sean and all the fantastic sports handicappers we have on the Bet Rivers Network on our very own Twitter handle at Because We Win. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming on there. Videos uh, from the guys at soccer match this weekend and the golf tour. There's a few guys at the golf. They're going to be doing live. Uh, feeds from the golf this week uh, there 
Uh, and also, please uh, give us a subscribe on the YouTube channel at the Bet Rivers Network. Our numbers are going up fantastic. And really, really thank you for everybody who's downloaded uh, and, and watches our shows here. And uh, obviously, give us a follow on the podcast, which has been getting some fantastic reviews on the charts and also creeping up uh, on the podcast charts in the tennis in uh, both sides of the pond here in, in England and across in America. Uh, Sean, have a great uh, couple of days. We'll speak to you on Saturday looking at the the men's singles final and the women's single final and congratulations on what's been a fantastic uh, US Open for yourself I need to make, Thanks, I need to catch up fast and I need our crowds to win not to make money but to just draw level take care everyone all the best thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network <laughs>